When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Wednesday. Max, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Uh, just uh, struggling to find content today. I did, I did find something to talk about, but, you know, yesterday was so jam-packed. We talked about... Uh, discontinued uh, snack foods. We talked about 80s nostalgia. We, we, we talked about Marvel movies. We, we talked sports. I mean, yesterday was so jam-packed that I was like thinking of today. I was like, man, we got fuck all to talk about. It's like, you know, when, when we're rolling on shows like that, it feels great. It's it's like, oh, man, like man, we're on top of the world. We're a great podcast. And then it's just like, well, we just used all of our great material. So the rest of the week's going to kind of suck. Panther, rebuttal. I'll kind of make up for it today because I've got six games to bet on. Oh, um, but I am glad that Arch starts by telling us what day it is because I got to be honest, I'm getting confused. I woke, I woke up at eleven o'clock last night. Arch's like, "What the hell are you doing awake?" I'm like, "It's it's Wednesday to me. It's already Wednesday." And then at two o'clock, Max and and I are he's cheering on my Nationals bet. On, on the book club and so i imagine he's still on tuesday at that point i get so confused this schedule has me so fucked up but uh yeah we're gonna find a way as we always do when there's nothing nothing presents itself we just present to you more nfl football <laughs> that's right it's the gift that keeps on giving always nfl I'm getting the fever. I'm getting the fever. I gotta it's, admit, it's right there. It's right there. Like yeah. once August hits, it's like it, there's not stopping it. Like we're we're you know four days away from August at this point. Five, you know, right, something like that. Four or five days away from August, and it just from that point on, once 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 you see the eight on the calendar, it's, it's the fucking it's the final countdown, right? I mean, right. it just 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 keeps going, and yeah. So we're. Uh, getting closer to the NFL. Now, listen, the out-of-bounds guys have been doing their breakdown of all of the divisions already, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, they're, they're ahead of the curve here. They're ahead of us. Uh, I, I I mean, at some point, we will. We'll do our futures bets. We'll do our breakdowns and stuff and stuff like that. Uh, I think we typically wait until a little bit closer to the season to, to do that and, and look at the lines there. But, you know, I think it's going to be great. You guys can then, you know, uh, listen to what the out-of-bounds guys said about, about the divisions and then, you know, the lines that they were getting and so forth. And then, um, you know, see, see with uh, what we say and, and see what lines are changing. And if there's anything, anything personnel wise uh, that that happens between now and then, typically it's going to be injuries. We did see a signing yesterday. Julio Jones did end up signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I loved it for both sides. I think it's a great opportunity for Julio Jones to 
uh, get into a good situation with, with a quarterback that can you know get him the ball. He doesn't have to play 100% of the games. I think they have some depth now at wide receiver. That was something that they kind of lost with Antonio Brown there. So th- there's a couple players here and there that, that could make a difference. But what we're about to look at right now are I guess the difference makers in the league, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, you sent us a list of, put up on screen for the YouTube people, the 101 best players in the NFL. Today, we are looking at 50 through 100. Probably not every single one, but. Let's hope not. Yeah. Oh, should we start with um, number one? Yeah, let's, let's do that. And this is over at USA Today. Uh, they have Touchdown Wire is, is the name of the article. And, and uh, they have this big picture of, you know, right when you click on the article of Aaron Donald. So there if is. you can guess who number one is, it's Aaron Donald. And so as a Rams fan, I'm going to be like, hell yeah, best player in the league. <laughs> Difference maker, you know, a uh, guy that disrupts the entire fucking uh, game plans of other teams. Uh, you know, we, I think it was, it was off air. I don't think we talked about it. Is There's been some debate about whether Aaron Donald's the greatest defensive player of all time. As someone that grew up watching Lawrence Taylor, I would tell you, I love you, Aaron Donald. But Lawrence Taylor was, there was nothing like him. And they're never, there'll never be anything like Lawrence Taylor ever again. Uh, but Aaron Donald's pretty fucking close when it comes to disrupting teams' game plans and and making them have to double players and and he makes other defensive players around him much better. So I don't have a problem with him being you know ranked number one or in the top few. But I don't know. My my, my major challenge here is it's such a quarterback driven league. Mm-hmm. That a quarterback in a shitty situation, a great quarterback in a shitty situation can still lead his team to wins. Uh, I'd say Aaron Donald kind of needs to be put in a situation where there is talent around him uh, to, to thrive. Because even though he gets double teamed, there's other guys around him that even though he's elevating them, they're still really good fucking players on their own right. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're putting pressure on the quarterback. You got to remember, once they added Von Miller to the mix last year, it was like doom. It was doom for everyone. And now, uh, of course, we, we added uh, uh, Bobby Wagner this year is the new guy that that, that the uh, Rams added into the mix, one of the former Legion of Boom guys. So we'll see how, how that works out. But I, I have no problem with Aaron Donald being number one. I just I wouldn't put him there. Uh I don't have a problem with saying he's disruptive. Uh, that he's somebody you got a game plan around. Um, he's definitely a difference maker. But I won't even get into the debate about the quarterbacks. I'll just say this: the number one player in the league needs to be a quarterback. They're the one. It's a quarterback-driven league, like you said. They're the ones that you want to have the ball at the very end. They're the one. Kind of funny, though, that Aaron Donald sacked Joe Burrow at the very end. So, you know, Joe Burrow had the ball, but no offensive line. I, we can debate about the quarterbacks, but to me, I mean, I think the top three to five are probably have to be quarterbacks. I think the top ten have to be quarterbacks. It's simply put, if you don't have, a, a, you know, if you don't have an above-average quarterback, you're not going to win the Super Bowl in this NFL right now. They're the most important position on the field. I love Aaron Donald. I like everything he's about. I think he's a great guy. Man, I would run through a wall for that guy if he asked because he's so awesome. But he's not the most important player in the NFL. I'm sorry. Moving on on to number two, then, is a uh, interesting one. Offensive tackle. Offensive tackle. 
So here you go. Uh, you know, uh, being the pre-show, you're saying you take issue with with a lot of this list and so forth. And I agree. Listen, the, the, you can debate players uh, when an offensive tackle is number two on, on your list, a defense player number one in a quarterback driven league. It's it's again, it's it's hard to fucking, uh, you know, argue. But uh what I liked about this is that they didn't just strictly just go quarterback one through 10, mm-hmm. you know, that they really fucking thought about the key position players and a, a, a offensive tackle or, or a great line uh, offensive lineman. Again, it, when you think about difference makers on the field, that's it's, it's, you know, it's great. Like in a, a guy like Trent Williams, when he's healthy, when he's out there, uh, he can block two guys at once. Other than Aaron Donald, because Aaron Donald's number one on the list, <laughs> uh, so so I can't block Aaron Donald one on one. But uh, listen, I again, he's not the number two best player in the league, but I I I definitely put him in the top ten. I put an offensive tackle. I put I put some of these uh these O linemen in, in top ten, top fifteen players because they are that fucking critical to the game right now. If you talk about the success of quarterbacks, um. And we'll get to the running back situation, which I think is fucking hilarious. But if you think of the success of offenses, it starts at the offensive Mm -hmm. line. If you have a great offensive line, you can build around that. Now, I think that there's one guy on the list. I I, I don't know. I'd probably fucking argue to be number one in the fucking uh, league just because last year he had goddamn no offensive line and he led his team to the goddamn Super Bowl. But I digress. (laughs) Offensive line, really important. Uh, absolutely agree. I, I've always made the analogy that your quarterbacks are your exotic sports cars. You're going to spend a ton of money on your Bugatti, your Lamborghini, your Ferrari, what have you. You better have a pretty sweet garage to protect it. And so the offensive line are important. They're, they're hugely important. You got to keep that guy upright, give him time to throw the ball. But again, just like Aaron Donald, to put them at the most important or, or best players in the league, I can't get there. We'll repeat, regurgitate, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. (laughs) Then we'll get to the offensive line. Yeah, offensive line is vastly important. I mean, it's amazing what what happens when you invest in the offensive line. All of a sudden, everybody looks better. The quarterbacks look better. The running backs look great. I mean, you you can have a a good offensive line, and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's just in love with certain running backs. No offense, Jonathan Taylor, but... It's it's just that's how important they are. Investing in the offensive line is so important that I would do that before I even drafted a quarterback. I would start to put together an amazing offensive line, use a bridge quarterback, and then uh, yeah, bring in my guy. Let's get a bridge quarterback could actually win you some fucking games behind an elite offensive line. I yeah. think that's that's how critical it is to the game. Absolutely. And well, we're seeing a guy who uh, you know who, you who who sat behind a bridge quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sat behind a bridge quarterback and they built a great offensive line and, and that offensive line started to get uh, some some issues. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, that's probably why they ended up not winning their Super Bowl that one, uh, the, you know, a couple of years ago is number three, Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I don't know if you'd say it was regression last year. I, I would say it was a a change. It was a, I don't know, both a, a philosophical change, a physical change. There was an environmental change. There was just a lot of change last season going on with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, personnel was was different. Uh, the, some some play calling was a little questionable, especially with uh, at times with with, with Eric uh, sleeping with the enemy uh, and, and him trying to fucking get a, a, star, a head coach job and and at times looking like he's sabotaging Patrick Mahomes out there for some fucking reason. Uh, Mahomes decision-making skills, uh, I'd say probably took the biggest hit last year. Um, 
and his luck. Like, I mean, let's 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 not discount. There is something called luck, <laughs> and there is uh, uh, 50 50 balls or whatever. And there's these these you know, and it seemed like his luck was running out last year, where where all the all the times he was making these lucky plays. Uh, or maybe defensive just caught on to what he was trying to do and fo- followed the game footage a little bit closer or whatever it is. There was a little bit of a drop off in Patrick Mahomes last year. I'm not super concerned. I do think that he still is the best quarterback in the league, uh, no matter what. We'll see what this season brings him without Tyreek Hill out there and, and how he adapts there. I have no problem with he, him being number three on this list. I have no problem with him being the top quarterback on this list. I have no problem with him at number three. I have no problem with him being the top quarterback. I think it was an easier decision a couple years ago, but you're right. Game film catches up. Um, the Chiefs with Andy Reid as, as the coach, there was some lack of consistency at the running back position, and, and that's a Reid offense is built around that. Uh, I think that might have been part of Mahomes' problem. Also, some drama between girlfriend slash wife Brittany brother can't keep his mouth shut just just all kinds of stuff and I think you put that to rest we see a much better Mahomes this year but I think it's less regression and more everybody else is catching up right you got Justin Herbert you got Josh Allen you got Joe Burrow now like the gap has closed so Mahomes the number one quarterback okay but you put any one of those other guys there that I just mentioned I don't have a problem with that either, not to mention the two Wiley veterans, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I, I don't know how you can keep you know, Super Bowl champion quarterbacks out of the mix there as well. So we've got some stallions at quarterback, that's for sure. That's really – yeah, it's for, it's for sure. I don't know if Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> a lot of questions for this season. He's going to have to answer. Uh, Tyree, no Tyreek Hill. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. So that's interesting. Uh, there's still the potential problem with it. The defenses have figured them out that making Mahomes be patient and taking short passes, you know, just settling it, 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 it it's not something he wants to do. It's opposite of everything he wants to do. And they struggled because of it. So a lot of questions and the hardest schedule in the NFL, <laughs> supposedly. Yeah. So a lot of questions. And, and they lost uh, their wide receiver that they drafted, right? Didn't he get injured? Yes. Yeah, so that's going to be a blow. Uh, we can quickly just go through the next few. Yeah. Uh, number four is Josh Allen. Number five is Aaron Rodgers. And number six is Devontae Adams. So our first uh, wide receiver uh, hits in at number six. And, yep. you know, again, same thing. Uh, we talked about quarterbacks there with, with Rodgers and, and Allen and, and some of those other guys. I It's hard to argue with Aaron Rodgers. I, as, as, as much as I throw shade at him, as much as I throw shade at the Green Bay Packers, he's won consecutive MVPs, right? This is two years in a row he's won MVP. Uh, he is that team now. Like same thing. Let's see what he's like without Devontae Adams because we had the conversation what last week talking about Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray with and without you know their their uh, DeAndre Hopkins out there their top wide receiver. Let's see how uh, the Packers adapt. How uh, Aaron Rodgers adapts without Devontae Adams in there. And same thing with Devontae Adams. If if he can thrive, if he if he makes uh, uh, Carr a much better quarterback this year. It's hard to argue that he's not the best wide receiver in the game. I think he is. I I, I put uh, Devontae Adams as the number one wide receiver in this, in, in this game. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other guys that are definitely nipping at his heels, uh, Justin Jefferson and, 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 and Jamar Chase. And there's some, you know, um, you know, Cooper Cup is is in the conversation. I wouldn't put him on high. Huh? Like, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I, 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 from a quarterback situation, um, Josh Allen had a little bit of regression last year. Bounce back. I think the one guys is definitely, you know, nipping at, at – 
Josh Allen's heels as being the number two or possibly number one again is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is is honestly has the biggest ceiling, uh, the, the highest potential to be the best quarterback in this league for for years to come if if he can get there and if they can keep him safe. I completely agree. You know, whatever the the it factor is, we always talk about Michael Jordan had that it. I feel like I see that in Joe Burrow. Like he's he just walked in as a rookie. He was the leader. It was his team. He told them before they drafted him, "If you're drafting me, I'm not coming to not win. We're going to win." So get that in your head. And by God, he he did. So I, I love Joe Burrow. Um, real quick before we get to the break. Jonathan Taylor is the top running back, but all the way down to number 29. Arch, support your theory. Running backs don't matter. Yeah, it sure seems like it. It sure seems like it. We talked about it. Build the offensive line. You build an environment where running backs can can succeed, and it seems like you can use anybody almost. So... I don't know if I would dedicate any resources to running back or any serious resources to running back. Yeah. Yeah. Draft draft capital. That's it. Get them on the cheap and then recycle every three or four years. Exactly. That's got to be the plan. Drive Um, them like you stole them. Just real quick on this too. Joe Burrow listed number twenty-three on this list. Uh, he's he's behind Matt Stafford. And, uh, you know, the only argument I can say about that is again body of work. Like you know, he, he's he was injured for a good season and a half, right? Uh, you know, he was a full season, almost a full season. Um, and again, I think he's got the biggest potential to make the biggest leap in the quarterbacks there. Uh, Russell Wilson on this list, number thirty-one. So uh, he's you know uh, still one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, Tom Brady was number eleven on this mm-hmm. list, mm-hmm. maybe a little too low for him yeah. <laughs> for for being Tom fucking Brady. Uh, Jay- Jalen Ramsey on the list, number ten. Uh, the Cooper Cup and and Matt Stafford, seventeen, eighteen. So this is what I was saying in the in the pre-show is the Rams better have some top twenty fucking players. They they pay a lot of money for those goddamn assholes. They better have them on the list. <laughs> if they're paying a lot of money for motherfuckers and they're not on the top twenty, then there's bigger problems for the rams oh. all right speaking of assholes should we take a break yeah let's talk about the book club because there's a bunch of assholes over there you know listen i don't like to call people out but i'm gonna call someone out from the book club uh and 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 you guys you guys just rolled with it and you I didn't think i know me. i think i know what's you gonna did, happen you, did, you didn't defend me yeah. at all <laughs> You didn't say a goddamn thing when Tuddy Cicero's like, in all seriousness, boys, at Saxy Maxi, at Arch Stanton, at Sex Panther, love the show. It gets me through these morning deliveries at work. Truly wish it was an hour long, in my opinion. I could go for a solid half hour, 45 minutes of you guys just talking sports and shit and 15 or longer on betting. So Tuddy Cicero, with this great feedback over in the book club, does not mention me once. Does not mention me at all. <laughs> Mentions goddamn Saxy Maxi, who's not part of the fucking Daily Show. Doesn't mention me. But anyway, I I love Tuddy. I love everyone over in the book club. In fact, Panther, do you do you remember the name? I got it. I got. Oh, I, I, I even got it. it. It, listen, so I, I, here's how I did it. I got Ozzy Osbourne's Flying High again in my head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fly, fly, hygie, fly, hygie. Uh, joined the book club at like 11 o'clock last night or some shit. That's where Arch was like, what the hell are you doing, uh, Panther? Uh, but he joined the book club. And we want to welcome him to the asylum and uh, looking forward to getting more chatter with more of you degenerates. Absolutely. And you too can sign up. All you got to do is go to the link in the description that brings you to our Patreon or go to thedgens.net that will redirect you to our Patreon. And it's $25 a month. You get to hang out with us. You can hang out with all these great people. Listen, I was giving Tuddy some shit. I love him. I love everyone over there in the book club. We have a fun time. We talk sports. We talk entertainment. 
it's really really cool and and you can make some money there because again you get the nascar picks early in the week you get the csgo winners you get all the user picks the parlay stuff it's super super fun and you can make some money there if you book it over to the book club for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hmm. All right, baseball. Baseball, god damn. Uh, Tighten it up. Panther, congrats, though. I mean, the, the, I was, I was, uh, yeah, you said it. I was rooting for you last night. I saw it was 4 3. Uh, the Nationals were ahead, and I was like, oh, I hope they hold on. Well, then they held on. It was it 8 8 to 3? <laughs> Scoring. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we hit the parlay yesterday, too. Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I hit my leg of it. I got mine. Yeah. I hit my leg of it. All yep. right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, going to be tough today to hit the parlay because I got to do something I, I don't enjoy doing. Uh, let's talk San Diego, Detroit. Oh, God. Yeah. Ah, Padres looking to wrap up their road trip today, close out with a series win over the Tigers. Uh, San Diego going to have the day off tomorrow. It's travel day for them. I'm going to head back home. I think they host the Twins on Friday. Padres might wish to stay on the road. I check this out. One of the best road hitting teams in the league, San Diego Padres. Uh, one of the worst road hit, uh, one of the worst home hitting teams in the league, the San Diego Padres. So maybe Padres to stay on the road <laughs> and you can win some more games. Uh, Tigers going to head out after this game. They're a short trip from Detroit over to Toronto, but, you know, customs and vaccinations and all that shit. And it's, gonna, it's still going to be a hassle for them to head out and play tomorrow against Toronto. So advantage San Diego. They get the casual flight over to California and then they can rest tomorrow and play on Friday. Uh, why is this a problem for me to bet the San Diego Padres today, guys? Why? You Darvish. You Darvish is on the mound today, guys. And if you download and listen to every single episode, you would know my feelings about one you Darvish. Fact is, though, I probably have those same feelings about one Tariq Skubal. These guys are frustratingly good because they can come out like their previous starts. You look at uh, man, both these guys pitch like amazing, amazing games last time out. And then the game before that gave up four or five runs because that is the madness of these guys. So let's just toss them aside. Let's just say, okay, the pitching's, I'd say slight edge to you, Darvish here or whatever. Um, it's the hitting. Listen, I, th- I think uh, Padres on the road, as I, as I mentioned, that, that they're going to get some hits. I do think the Padres, you know, Detroit's not going to win many more games this season. I don't think that they're going to win the series against the Padres. Betting on, on on San Diego is such a fucking roller coaster, right? Uh, everyone in the book club who bets on San Diego is, is like fucking biting their fingernails by the end of the day, and I, I'm going to be doing the same. So, you know, if it's a roller coaster, buckle in, $10 bet on the Padres. You know, I jumped on the first game of this series, and the Padres fucked me in Detroit, How who I bash anytime I'm going to bet against them, put up 12 fucking runs. So I got spooked off. Padres won yesterday. Padres will probably win today, but – I'm off this game leaning San Diego. Yeah, I'm going to lean San Diego with you, too. I just actually need a little bit better than the minus 130 right now. I don't don't really trust the Padres that much. Oh, boy. So, yeah, just leaning. All right. uh, Time time for me to chase some waterfalls here. I missed on the Royals yesterday. And gosh darn it. I just can't resist them again today. Uh, Angel's going to start Jansen Junk today. And I'll always remember Jansen. 
I'll always remember him. And he was traded to the Anaheim Angels from the New York Yankees. That was the uh, Andrew Heaney trade. And I'll always remember him because I was like, I was like I, the joke was great. The Yankees just traded Elvis and some junk over to uh, to Anaheim for uh, Andrew Heaney. And they got Andrew Heaney, who was junk in return. And you know what? Kansas City also going to put junk on the mound today as Brad Keller is going to get the start. Five and ten this year. Four point one six ERA. Uh, gave him four runs in four innings his last time out. Uh, not very good season for one Mr. Keller. However, I do believe the Royals as a whole will overcome any Keller uh, issues and, and get a win today. So as I mentioned, I got to chase this one. Still think Kansas City does it. $10 bet on the Royals. And I don't think the pitching matters. Lo and behold, that the Yankees don't have Haney. The Angels don't have Haney. And now Haney's with the world champ. Dodger is going to pitch today. But I don't think the pitching matters here. And God forbid I ever going to say that I think the hitting advantage is to the Royals. <laughs> Trout's banged up. Otani's banged up. Everybody else is playing like shit. So, yeah, lean on the Royals. I'll lean the Angels here, but this is not a game I want to touch. At the plus 118, it's almost a bet for Los Angeles. Almost. But, uh, yeah, good luck, Max. I'll be praying for you. Yeah, bombshell shocker yesterday is apparently uh, uh, Otani's camp is saying that he doesn't plan to resign with the Angels after 2023. Ooh. So that that got leaked out yesterday. So teams were frantically fucking dialing the phone, and, and Anaheim's like, "Who leaked that? The Nets?" Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something they would fucking do. Uh, but anyway, if the teams just frantically calling about Otani, frantically still calling about Juan Soto, uh, it's going to be a busy week, right? Uh, was <laughs> trade deadline is August second, Tuesday, next Tuesday or something like that. Oh boy. So it's going to be fucking fun. Uh, that is it for me in Major League Baseball for today, Panther. What do you have? I got six, so let's try and roll through these real quick. Atlanta Braves at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, decent pitching matchup. Charlie Morton, Kyle Gibson. Morton uh, really regressed over the last, well, compared to his last couple years, only supporting a 4.2 ERA, but that's probably good enough the way the Braves have been hitting. I think the Braves are the play. I think the Braves do win the game, but just too much value on the Phillies, particularly against Charlie Morton. So at plus 140, I like the value. I'll take a little shot here, Flyer. Let's go with $10 on the fighting fills. Uh, sometimes you just really surprise me, Panther. It's, it's, it, it seems like you're going in one direction and then you just completely swerve. I hope that's not your driving style either because th- that would be scary as a truck driver. That's his lovemaking uh, style. <laughs> well, listen, if you get, you know, whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a surprise attack, right? It's, it's <laughs> gotta, 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 gotta keep things interesting over there. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. I like I like the Phillies with that with that plus line today. Not quite enough to bet it, but I think uh, the value shifts and so looking at the implied probability that Phillies at home plus 140. And, you know, I definitely think that there's value there. So some moral support, a lean on the Phillies. I think the Braves win the game, but not at this minus 156, 165 rate. So I'm with you. I'm going to jump on it. Let's take the Phillies plus 140 for 13 bucks. I like it. Uh, Next game up. I have no business being in this game. This is a train wreck. Speaking of train wreck, it's San Francisco. Ten runs they've scored in their last five games. They're on a massive losing streak. Haven't won a game since also break. Lost the Dodgers in a four-game sweep. Now they're staring face-first into a sweep against the Diamondbacks. They will throw Logan Webb, and you would think, great, Logan Webb's on the mound. But Arizona's got Zach with a C, Zach Gallen taking the bump. The Diamondbacks have scored 34 runs in their last five games. If you want to call this pitching matchup a wash, 
which I kind of do. I maybe lean Webb a little bit, but the hitting, the Giants cannot get out of their own way. So at plus 105, thereabouts, not a ton of value, but I like the Diamondbacks with a sweep. Give me $13 on Arizona. If we could get plus 105, I'd be on this game with you. You can't get plus 105 right now. The best you're going to get is plus 100. It, it, it knocked me out, right? I'm I'm totally in agreement here. I love the Diamondbacks today. I think that's a hell of a play. I just I'm a greedy fucker, and I just I needed more money here to to be able to bet the Diamondbacks here. That you know, even line plus 100 just ain't going to do it for me. The plus 110 or something like that, all over it. Uh, moral support lean on the Diamondbacks at this paltry line of minus 113. I'm actually going to lean the Giants and hope that they can snap the snap this losing streak. I'm not confident in them, but yeah, I mean, don't get swept, guys. <laughs> that's, my, that's my thought. But I'm only leaning it. I'm not betting it. All right, next game up, talk about possibly getting swept. We're looking at Texas, still in Seattle. I'm going to throw John Gray and Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez is hes just your typical average pitcher, right? He's, he's probably like the Mendoza line. Nothing special about him, not a strikeout guy. He just goes out there, eats his inning, does his job. Maybe the same about John Gray, but this minesweeper's offense just – Kind of picked up right back where they left off before the All-Star break. They're taking business against the Rangers. I think they can complete the sweep here. Give me $13 on Seattle. Nothing is like a huge red flag for you in this game at all, Panther? I mean, the opening line is weird. Uh, now Seattle's a plus line. Like, oh, I, this one's giving me the heebie-jeebies. I didn't see the opening line. I just saw the plus 105. Like, yeah, okay, it opened first. up even. It was like mi- minus 108 both sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like that seems weird for a team that, that should be dominating here. I- I'm going to lean the Texas Rangers here. I think I I think they're going to steal a game. Um, you know, uh, I won't pull up the season, seri- uh, the season series about them. I want to say that they play. See, I mean, Seattle's a tale of two fucking seasons. So even me saying that they play them hard all year probably doesn't even fucking matter. Uh, I'll lean the Texas Rangers here. I'll lean the Mariners with you, but I'm not betting this game. Yeah, Max is absolutely right. The line is weird. Everything about this is weird. It's just, you know, Texas doesn't know it's a trap. (laughs) So, yeah, lean the Mariners. All right, next game up for me. You're going to look at Miami at Cincinnati. First three picks, I didn't really eat a lot of chalk. This time I will. Miami's on the road. They're not very good on the road. They got Brad Garrett out there. He's not, you know, one of their better pitchers. At 3.42, he's he's improved, but... Luis Castillo, this is his audition, right? This is it. If he wants to get onto a playoff team and uh, a shot at the World Series, this is going to be the game. It's his last game as a red, I would presume. Uh, So I expect him to go out dealing. It's a little chalky, but I like the Reds here. So give me $13 on Cincinnati. Yeah, some more moral support here. I like Cincinnati. Uh, real quick, I did go back and look at Seattle and Texas, and, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, they've played 12 games this season. Uh, Texas won two of them. So Seattle has fucking handled uh, the Texas Rangers all goddamn fucking year. So uh, may a couple on that. Maybe I'll fucking backtrack and lean the Seattle uh, Mariners in that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think the Cincinnati Reds, it is chalky, though. It's chalky as shit, but... Um, I think they they win. I, I don't trust the Marlins. I mean, they, they paid off in that two to one game. I bet on them the other day, by the way. They finally won a one run fucking game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cincinnati is probably the play. I'll lean on the Reds. I'll lean the, the Marlins here. Not betting it, but a plus 130. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that way. All right. Next game up for me. Double dipping. Probably shouldn't, but my man, Max Scherzer's on the bump. 
going against Dumongo, Jermaine, Jamon. Um, got off to a really rough start his first game out. And going against this Mets team, I think he could be up for a, a rough start again. The Yankees are regressing. Not only is their pitching taking a step back, but they're hitting. Apologies, Aaron Judge. But everybody else is kind of taking a step back. So I'm going to eat some chalk here again. But I like the Mets to do it again. 13 bucks on the Mets. I want to say the Yankees are 10 and 11 in the month of July. This is a team that was on pace to what, 116, 117 games, more, maybe more. They're 9 11 uh, last 20. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're going to get a paltry 108 wins. Oh, so, I know. Uh, yeah, it's going to be terrible for them. Uh, it's, it's, listen, I, I agree. The Yankees are, are not playing their best baseball right now, but it's, it's hard for me to look at the fucking goddamn Yankees plus 160 and not say <laughs> that that's got to be the play. I mean, it's, it's, it's the goddamn fucking Yankees. And, you know, um, I, I saw an interview with uh, Pete Alonzo last night, and, and they're like, uh, you know, oh, this would be uh, Max Scherzer's uh, first uh, Subway Series. Uh, do, do you think, you know, wh- what advice do you have for him? And, like, the, the glass that Alonzo's like Max Scherzer doesn't need any fucking advice are you goddamn kidding me (laughs) this guy's gonna go out to try to rip everyone's fucking heads off every single game this is a World Series winner this guy has played the goddamn Yankees before it's nothing fucking new for him I I love Mad Max I hope that he uh, pitches well but uh, I'm gonna lean the Yankees here lean the Yankees here as well at the plus 160 man if it goes up any higher it's gonna be a bet it's gonna be a bet on the Yankees just on general principle uh, one more game for me, looking at Cleveland at Boston. Relatively even pitching matchup here, Cal Quantrill, Nathan Eovaldi. But I don't think we can just get away from how bad the Red Sox have been playing the entire month of July. Cleveland is making a push for the playoffs. I think there's a shot that Cleveland gets another one here. I like the Gardenians uh, with a plus 110. Hopefully that's still where it's at. But uh, give me $13 on the Tribe. Yeah, listen, you know, uh, Boston just, goddamn, you're talking about a fucking crazy season, right? They were shitty, they were unbelievable, they're shitty again. Uh, at the minus 120, 130, you know, I'd say that the, the values with Cleveland, um, you know, I, I think you're right, but I just, I, I don't like the line movement here. It seems like, uh, has, the, has the line gotten a little bit better for the Guardians? No, it's, it's staying, it's staying, Pat. Mm, you know, yeah. I want to see, I want to see what happens with this line. The money's hammering Cleveland. I'm expecting it to get worse for them. So, you know, you probably want to jump in now with a plus 110, but if it gets better or if it, you know, stays the same, I'd be a little worried there. So, uh, I'll lean Boston here. I do think that they, they I think they can get the win today. Yeah, for, I'm going to go for three in a row. I bet Cleveland every single every single game in this series so far, and uh, I don't see why any reason to stop. I'm getting we're getting a slight plus line on a team that I think is better. I think they have the edge in almost every category. Let's do it. Give me the Gardenians for thirteen bucks. Six plays. I'm tapped out. Arch, I leave anything for you? That's it. That's all I had too. Uh, Saxy Maxi says, "Let's just pretend that Tutty thought you were me." You know, I kind of thought that. I kind of thought that it's just the max, right? And so this is this is what's confusing by having two maxes on the show. Um, it's it's it is what it is. Uh, let's pretend that. Let's uh, thank you, sexy Maxi. Yeah, he's trying to get on my good side because he knows he's on my bad side right now. I actually, when I saw that message, I had to go show my wife, and I said, "Look at this," and she said, "Oh my god, he forgot," and she used your real name, so she she actually said, "Oh my god, <laughs> she forgot Desmondo." So. <laughs> Uh, I I assumed the same thing, but I was just going to leave it there. You know, I I was going to respond, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. 
I'm, I'm high road max. I'm not going to mention it. But then when, when today's show started, I can't fucking leave that. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Tuddy. Really? Not cool. Iceberg says Phillies plus one and a half. Yeah. All right. Cool. Don't take the one and a half. Just bet it. Yeah. And you were they were Just touting. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Panther. No, I was it. Just bet okay. it. Yeah. Uh, Iceberg, they were touting you in the book club saying, holy shit. Iceberg was onto something with the over on the Mets Yankees game. Oh, it was a hit nine, right? I mean, that's that's what it hit. Yeah. <laughs> like nine and six innings, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. What do we talk about today? We talked about the best players in the NFL. Can it be non-quarterbacks? Is there anybody that really has as much impact on the game as a quarterback? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. And we talked about baseball. Max, that's it. That is it. Listen to anything that our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen to this, at, please highest rank, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. I got two games for you today, and oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this to you, but in you, Darvish, I trust Ooh. San Diego Padres. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. I don't hate it. Arch, which one you like? I'll take the Phillies. We're going to take the Phillies. I was going to take the Phillies, but that's okay. We agreed on Cleveland, so I'll take Cleveland. Uh, let's just take that degenerate money from that parlay yesterday and take all of it and just parlay it into this parlay. We got the Fathers, the Phillies, the Gardenians. That is your degenerate parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We are on Twitter. But as you guys hear it every single day, we're just beating a dead horse here. But you got to join the book club. We have so much fun in there. We post so many pictures and spicy memes and unmentionables and things that go on in there it's where you want to be for 25 dollars a month you can shoot the shit with us and we will shoot it right back but most importantly let us know what you did yesterday what you're going to do today and when it's all said and done kids it's all make some money fools information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owners Operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.